So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name's Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. And welcome to Brian's Rompod. Today we're going to be talking about weight training for runners and I hope to explain in simple terms what is VO2 max. Well, weights for runners. Well, Runners World describes strength training for runners is a vital piece of the puzzle. Adding tempo runs, long runs, speed work to your routine will help build speed and efficiency, but strength training is often the element to take runners to the next level. Strength work accomplishes three goals for runners. One, it prevents injuries by strengthening muscles and connective tissue. Two, it helps you run faster by boosting neuromuscular coordination and power. And it improves your running economy by encouraging coordination and stride efficiency. And three, plus for me, weight training adds an extra dynamic to your routine. It means your training is not solely going out pounding the streets. If you're a member of a gym, it means you can try different cardio or strength machines. As running can be a solitary form of exercise, it can be very lonely. Yes, you can be a member of a running club. However, not all of us have taken that that plunge. So depending on where you are and why not join a gym, enjoy the social aspects of being a member. What kind of weight training? Well, look online and there are loads of websites that recommend doing different types of exercises for those wanting to do weight training. During my experience as a gym instructor, I would recommend not looking at these at this stage. I think it's vitally important if you're, if you're a member of a gym to have an induction, even if you've used other gyms before. I recently went back to the first gym I worked for, and even though the equipment had changed, I just wanted to be sure that I was comfortable using the equipment. My tips for a beginner. Make sure you do legs, chest and back exercises. It would do to do two sets of 10 reps for each of these exercises. I would recommend doing a leg press machine, chest press and rowing for lat pull-down machine. If you're not sure what that is, is best ask an instructor or look up on YouTube. These exercises are multifunctional and form, uh, involve different muscles. Like, for instance, the chest press does not use the chest muscles, but also the triceps and shoulders. The lat pull-down will involve the muscles in the back and biceps in the arms. And don't finish finish off by either doing the plank or crunches for the core muscles. Is doing weights going to bulk me up? As the motherrunner.com says, no. For a long time, runners shied away from lifting weights for fear they would bulk up and run slower so but there is something called concurrent effect that shows a combination of heavy weights and running counteract one another restricting muscles from getting too big plus i think you would have to do it more frequently with much heavier weights to see the gains in bulk how often should i do it well, that is, well, as it is getting dark outside in the winter months, then you have a chance, I would go two to three times a week. 
It keeps things ticking over and prepares you when you get back to running in the new year. And I suppose the spring and summer, as it would be going, getting lighter, late, lighter uh, for later outside, I recommend going to the gym at least once a week so you can justify that gym membership. No gym membership, weight training. Now, if you're not able to afford the gym membership, like myself, or don't have a gym nearby where you can do your weight training exercises, follow the exercises. Um, follow the exercises and below or. Uh, taking 19 seconds rest each and then two minutes rest before moving on to the next exercise. When following this routine, concentrate on perfecting your form rather than completing the exercises as quickly as you can. Use a mirror or ask a friend to check you're doing the exercises correctly. For instance, doing press-ups. Reps, two reps of two sets exercises benefits strength and benefits the strength of the chest shoulders and arms to improve posture and arm drive when running lay basically lay face down with your hands on the floor either side of your chest your toes should be tucked under press down on your hands and raise your body off the floor keep your body straight and avoid stretching stretching your neck when your arms are almost fully extended don't lock your elbows lower your body back down almost to the floor now the easy way of doing this is by going on your hands and knees and therefore you're not taking the full weight of your body so if you go on your your hands and knees then just go slowly down and slowly up the more you put the knees further back, the more you're increasing the intensity of the exercise. But again, to start off with, just do it on your hands and knees. The dumbbell row. Now you could do this with can of baked beans or anything heavy or not. Um, again, 12 reps on each side, two sets or 10 reps on each on each side, uh, two sets. Benefit strengthens the upper back to balance out the chest strength. Place your left knee and hand on a bench with your upper body should be horizontal. Take a dumbbell, or as I said, could be a can of beans or seeped in or, or whatever. Take the dumbbell in your right hand and extend towards the floor. Pull the weight up towards you, keeping your elbow close to your waist then lower to the starting position. Tricep dips. Now, again, 10 or 12 reps, two sets. Benefit strengthens the arms and shoulders to help maintain your upright running posture. Sit with your heel or your hands on the edge of a bench with your fingers over the edge. Take the weight of your body with your arms and bending at the elbows and lower yourself down Push back up with your arms. Avoid using your legs to lift yourself and then repeat. So again, it's like you're sitting down and you're basically on the edge of a bench. Um, you could do this at the park or somewhere like that. And so um, and you're sitting down and then you're just lowering yourself down and then extending your arms and bringing them up again. If you're not sure, then again, just look up on YouTube and then just type in tricep dips. Step-ups. Uh, Step-ups, reps, 10 reps on each side, two sets. 
benefits works all the major muscle groups in the legs, improving running power. Stand in front of a bench or box, ensuring it's strong enough to hold your weight. Place one foot onto the bench and push off with your rear leg to step up, keeping your body tall and your knee over the ankle on the supporting leg. Think about bringing your hips forwards and up rather than pulling forwards with your knees. Bring your trail leg up to a knee to a high knee position without it touching the bench, then lower it back down to the floor. To increase difficulty, just hold dumbbells in each hand. Squats. So 15 reps, two two sets. And I think this is one of the most beneficial exercises for the legs. Uh, strengthens the major muscle groups when used for running, decreasing injury risk, also improves flexibility for faster, more efficient running stride. Stand with your feet a little wider than hip width apart, toes pointing slightly outwards. Lower yourself down, bending at the knee and hip, and as though you're sitting down at the chair. Keep your knees over the ankles and your chest up. Focus on your bub, bum going back. Lower, lower down close to a sitting position, then push up through your heels and return to standing. To increase difficulty, hold a kettlebell, or if you don't have a kettlebell, just hold something heavy at chest height while performing the movement, or rest at barbell across your upper back. So it's like you're, if you can imagine yourself, you're just about to go and sit down onto the loo, and then you just lift yourself once you've hit the loo, then uh, and then you just lift yourself up. So that's the best way I can explain it. Walking lunges, um, reps, eight reps on each side, two sets, benefits, improves single leg balance for improved stability and coordination when you run. Also increases stride length, help you to run faster. Stand with your feet shoulder width apart. Take a big step forward with one leg and your lower body and rear, rear knee towards the floor, making sure it doesn't make contact. Keep your front knee over your ankle, and your body upright. Push off with your rear leg and step your front leg backwards to meet your rear leg. Repeat alternating with the lead leg. To make this exercise more challenging, hold a dumbbell or something heavy in each hand by your side. Choose a weight that's suitable for you. Alternatively, to work your core more, hold a medicine ball in both hands in front of you. And as you step forward to lunge, Keep your arms straight and bring the ball above your head. Lower it down as you step back to standing. Now, there's the single leg deadlift. Again, there are a lot of exercises here, so I would sort of maybe pick and choose as the ones you find more suitable. So uh, don't feel you have to be doing all of them. The single leg deadlift is, again, reps and sets, 10 reps of on each side, two sets, so benefit strengthens the glutes, hamstrings, and increased running power, while also improving stability and reduce risk of injury. Stand tall with the dumbbell or kettlebell or any weight in your right hand and take your left foot off the floor and extend your left leg behind you. Bend forward at the hip keeping your back straight and your right arm extended towards the floor. Keep a slight bend in your right knee and keep your hips level. 
Bring the weight almost to the floor and your back as close or as horizontal as you can before returning to the starting position and repeating on the other side. It's a little bit more complex, that exercise. And again, I would suggest maybe again just to checking on YouTube um, on the how to do that particular one. Superman uh, and back extension. Again, two reps, 10 reps, two sets. Benefits help strengthen the middle and lower back, middle and upper back for more stable, upright running posture and improved running efficiency. Lay face down with your hands by your ears and palms facing down. Lift your chest and shoulders off the floor and squeeze your shoulder blades together. Keep keep looking at the floor to avoid stretching your neck. Lower to the starting position and repeat. Let's take a quick break. Just a short break to tell you about some exciting news. We have a new feature on the podcast. You can now send me a message. Yep, you heard it right. Brian's Rompod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. Now, back to the podcast. Glute bridge. Reps, 15 reps of two sets. Benefits, targets the glutes for improved activation when you run. This will help you when you keep your pelvis level and your legs. Pelvis and pelvis and torso aligned when you run boosting your stability and therefore your running efficiency lay on your back with your arms by your sides with your feet flat on the floor raise your hips towards the sky to create a straight line between your knees hips and shoulders keep your shoulders on the floor to protect your neck hold the position for two seconds before lowering slowly back down and repeating to make this more challenging hold your arms outstretched above you leg raises sets of uh, 10 reps two sets benefits uh, strengthens your hip flexors which are responsible for for the knee lift when you run also works the lower abdominals for more stable torso lay on your back with your arms by your sides bring your feet together and raise them up as close or as vertical as feels comfortable lower them slowly back down to an inch before above the floor and repeat to make it easier perform this exercise using one leg at a time now i will provide a link uh, to a website um, which gives a bit more detail on each of these exercises but again i feel that you don't really need to be doing all of these it may be something that you go out on your run and there may be somewhere where you can do each of these exercises just to break up your run and to incorporate your strength training that way. Anyway, as I said, it's uh, moving on to explaining about VO2 max.
VO2 max is one of the primary fitness indicators in running. If you're interested in fitness like me, then you'll likely come across the words VO2 max at some point or another. Heck, you might even know that it is something to do with oxygen used during exercise or something like that. Congrats, you're on the right path. That is the VO2 max as a metric to track and embrace. That said, most people have zero clue of what the metric is all about, because that it sounds nerdy, but super important. After all, trying to read and interpret a VO2 max chart can be quite intimidating. I'm not going to judge you if you couldn't. Well, today I hope to explain in simple terms what it means and why it is important. In the end, you'll learn what is VO2 max, why VO2 max is so important. What is good VO2 max? How to measure it? What are the normal VO2 max ranges? And how to increase aerobic capacity and so much more. So, what is VO2 max? The VO2 max is the maximum volume of oxygen that a person can use during exercise. This metric is expressed as the litre minute or millilitres minute per kilogram of body weight, also known as the maximal oxygen consumption, or peak oxygen intake. The maximum oxygen uptake is the metric that best describes your personal cardiorespiratory and aerobic fitness levels. The V in VO2max stands for volume. The reason it's often displayed in the scientific text with a dot above is to show that it refers to volume. O2 in VO2 is the chemical formula for oxygen in its most stable state, the type of oxygen found in the air we breathe. And max is simply maximum or maximal. A good analogy is to think of VO2 max as horsepower in a car. This metric measures the capacity of your engine body to utilize fuel oxygen when exercise the higher the vo2 max score the longer you can run jump row swim bike you name it so what can what impact can vo2 max have on average sedentary males have a vo2 max of roughly 35 to 40 whereas females score around 26 to 30 This number is affected by many factors, hereditary, training, age, gender and body composition, according to the UC Davis Sports Medicine Department. So what does VO2 mean for my fitness? By now you understand that VO2 max matters a lot, but if you're looking to improve your athletic performance, keep in mind that the metric doesn't paint the whole picture. It's in fact only one half of the equation the other being efficiency. This includes skill training, proper technique, mental preparation, psychological profile, diet, lactic threshold training. This means that two athletes with similar aerobic capacity readings can have very significantly different performances based on how they use oxygen during exercise. A runner with the perfect technique and training plan will be able to run faster and farther than their competitor with a bad form and inconsistent training, even though they have the same VO2 max. That's why a lot of professional trainers and scientists are hesitant about measuring aerobic capacity as part of the tracking effort for endurance athletes. It doesn't tell the whole story, 
period. What's more, athletes with a higher cardio fitness may score optimal in the specific sport of choice. It doesn't translate very well to other sports. Kipchoge, who has the world record in the marathon, had dominated the marathon world for the past few years, and that's not a guarantee seal for he could achieve the same success on, let's say, cycling or swimming. For example, running optimally isn't just about the ability to utilise oxygen. Other elements can influence your performance. Foot strike and length, cadence, muscle fibre recruitment, running form, physiology, body weight. What is a good VO2 max? Just like any other form of fitness metric, there's no one good VO2 max score that everyone should shoot for since the answer depends on many factors, as I said. These include your age, gender, and your conditional level and elevation. For example, the average non-trained male achieves a VO2 max of roughly, let's say, 30 to 40, as I've just said. An average non-trained female scores 27 to 30. Elite male athletes' VO2 max can climb as high as 90, which is amazing, while female athletes can be between up to 80 to 77. A good VO2 max score for a 30-year-old man is 50 to 55, with a good score for a 30-year-old woman would be 45 to 50. As a rule, the higher your cardiovascular score, the closer it is to, the closer it is to 60, then the better it is. How to measure it? The aerobic capacity is measured through various methods of physical evaluation. This can be direct as in a lab or indirect as using submaximal tests using outside of the lab setting. Though submaximal VO2 tests are not as accurate as laboratory tests, they're still useful to estimate your VO2 max levels. Now, if you have a smartwatch, they will give you a guide as to what your VO2 max is. If you don't have one, coaches and fitness aficionados widely use the Cooper 12-minute test it as requires little equipment and is often a rough yet very reliable estimate of your maximal oxygen consumption. I will provide a link in uh, to a table in the show notes for that particular test, the Cooper 12-minute run test. Or there is the Rockport Fitness Walking Test which is start by warming up 5 to 10 minutes, then hit the start button and immediately walk as fast as possible, but avoid power walking or speed walking. Once you've reached the end of a mile, stop your stopwatch and record your results in decimals. For example, 10 minutes and 20 seconds, 20 seconds being uh, a third of 60 seconds, so it would be 10.3. So you should take your pulse and record your heart rate. In case you're not using a heart rate monitor, count the number of heartbeats for 30 seconds and then multiply it by two to get your heart rate. Now, there is a formula that I will provide you with in the show notes where you put all this data in and then it will provide you with um, a figure, a result as to what is your VO2 max. So what are the best ways to improve your VO2 max? Is it diet, sleep, steady-state cardio, high-intensity interval training, altitude training? Well, the answer is D, high-intensity interval training. 
high-intensity interval training consists of performing intervals of high-intensity aerobic exercise like running, spinning or swimming and taking recovery break, then repeating the whole cycle for a specified amount of time. It's not for everyone, so make sure you have done a few weeks continuous running before embarking on this high-intensity training. We will be looking more into interval training in greater depth in future episodes. Here may be an example of high intensity for training for a beginner. Make sure you do a good 5-10 to minute warm up, heel kicks, stretching and a light jog. Then start running hard for 2-3 to minutes and then rest for 2-3 to minutes and then complete this for 4 cycles. Then in future runs maybe progress the exercise. You could either add more cycles or make the running hard for longer make sure you cool down or walk for a good five to ten minutes afterwards in conclusion by doing some sort of continuous running you are going to improve your vo2 max in general intensity interval training will get you fitter and therefore will improve your vo2 max and that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of Brian's Run Pod. Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, we've got your back with all things running. And next week, get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey. Oh, and before we sign off, exciting news. We're now available on YouTube. So whether you're pounding the pavement or chilling at home, you can catch us there too. Plus, we have a new feature on the podcast. You can now send me a message. Yep, you heard it right. Brian's Rompod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind the scenes fun and even some exclusive t- content, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter or should I say X at Brian's Rompod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website, www.brianesrompod.co.uk. And there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favourite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help find peel others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening. 